is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. That's why we do the show. So you can call in and talk about what's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. The number, 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Jay, and there's some bad news for Italians. Yeah, so uh, from uh, Reuters, uh, Reuters, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Reuter, uh, Reuter, that's the name. This is, I think it was June 19th was the actual uh, article, but... Um, so get right into it. Uh, Italy's government may tax cash and other valuables locked away in safety deposit boxes held with banks. Mm. This is always the problem with having a safe deposit box, because at some point or another, if the government feels like coming along and taking your money, they can come along and take your money. That That's absolutely right. And I'm sure that and with these banks, that you agree to something in the fine print that you probably glaze over or never read when you get a safety deposit box that they're not liable because i do know when they uh seize your bank account that the money you actually put in the bank is no longer yours it becomes an asset of the bank and that is true for every single financial institution in the united states yeah that sounds accurate uh basically i don't know whether uh you lose the sort of possession of it but the reality is is Possession and control are basically the same thing, and when the bank decides to give something to the government rather than uh, you know back to you, well, there's nothing you can do about it. So it looks like this was announced on June 11th, 2019, and uh, so basically, Italy's government may tax cash and other valuables locked away in safety deposit boxes. I mean, how do you tax like you know my grandmother's jewelry? Why wouldn't you just go take the stuff? If you know it's going to happen, just go into your box. Because once the announcement's made, I would guess that the banks uh, are the you know the bank the banks are basically uh, franchises of the European uh, Union the European Central Bank. So they're not going to let you just go in and take your stuff. Oh, we got to have the government official look through that first. So they're allowed to audit what you keep in that box. I don't even know how you could take something out of a safety deposit box. Uh, especially after this, after this announcement, and just walk out with it like privately. Um, I'm not sure like they would even let anybody do that. And speaking of the ECU, the European Central Bank, uh, I mean, reports have been going on. Like I listen to a Kaiser Report all the time, and all kinds of other stuff I scan through, and like they're just in terrible shape. They they have so many like phony assets, and they 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 have all these um, you know. Uh, unsecured debts that like nobody's paying and then they and then what they're the ecu is doing is uh literally um you know they're just taking on all this bad debt and bad loans you know to keep all these other you know fiat banking institutions afloat just like the federal reserve is doing here buying the you know the quantitative easing buying the u.s debt buying the treasuries and stuff like that well, in this case, I can tell you that the Italian government is, when they do put this tax on, they're, that's for the, the, the Italian government. I mean, you know, it's not going to the EU. So this is uh, Deputy Prime Minister Matteo Salavini, Salavini who is uh, saying this. The dailies quoted, I don't know who the dailies are. I'm, 
Often they refer to just newspapers. Okay, so the dailies, and it's not highlighted or nothing, daily newspapers, quoted Savini, oh, Salavini as telling a late-night TV program on Tuesday that he has been advised that safety deposit boxes in, in Italy held assets worth hundreds of billions of euros. Money that is substantially, substantially, yeah, substantially hidden. He said, he said, suggesting that deposit boxes were a way of hiding income and assets from the tax authorities. Well, I mean, I think people have used safe deposit boxes as a way of hiding income from uh, uh, tax authorities for a long time. I'm not surprised. This is just the reason that I'm very careful about putting anything in a safe deposit box. Yeah, I mean, just this is why I like cryptocurrency so much is because you you know you don't need a safety deposit box. You don't need a hard safe in your house, really. Uh, basically, you need to remember, you know, maybe some passwords or you know, um, you know, well, and usernames and. One thing I so what what you need to hold your cryptocurrency is uh, this mnemonic this code called a private key. Now nobody could memorize a private key. It's just this long series of letters and numbers. But they have different tricks for it. You can memorize your mnemonic, which is what um, you know now allows you to sort of interface with your private key. But I don't think it's that great of an idea. If somebody finds out you've got cryptocurrency, or maybe it becomes so ubiquitous that everybody has cryptocurrency. Right now, the Nigerian scammers are fishing for cryptocurrency stuff out there. Presumably, they're doing that because enough people have them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. That, as I understand it, there are about 17 million Bitcoins in the world and about 17 million millionaires in the world. It wouldn't be surprised if at some point every millionaire says, I want to have a Bitcoin. Makes sense. And I don't know what that means a Bitcoin's going to be worth. But it wouldn't surprise me if that uh, occurs. And, you know, when you're talking about this level of ubiquity or the, the, you know, this amount of people having them uh, being this common, then, you know, a sneak thief could come in the house with a gun, and hold it to your wife's head. Not yours, Angie. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, demand that you give up the, uh, the, the, the monic code so that they then get all your Bitcoin. And that's one of the reasons that people have banks. I mean, the, the original reason for banks, banks are, were a good idea. It's just that they took the power they had and ran with it. Um, for yeah, instance, they, they were a good idea before governments become these uh, behemoths they are today. And I mean, just for example, I, I, I heard it right here in Free Talk Live. Oh, last couple of years that the government has literally stole more money just in asset forfeiture this is then the fbi actually reported theft right like common thieves right so burglars don't steal as much as the government just in asset <laughs> forfeiture never yeah. mind like seizing things because um i don't know you didn't report taxes or we don't like you right. for some political reason or we must have the, the theft of taxes in order to prevent the theft of burglary <laughs> or something. Um, it, it makes it's it's crazy talk. But I, I wouldn't say it's a terrible idea to take your private keys, put them on a, a jump drive, and put them in a safe deposit box. I don't even know that the government would necessarily know what that is. But um, you know, in the case of the Italian government, they're probably just looking for gold coins, grandma's jewelry, and yeah. uh, you know, maybe some bearer bonds or you know something fun like that. And euros and cash. Yeah, they want that definitely. But uh, a couple of years ago, you remember. Uh, Cyprus was going to do a haircut on, on their citizens. I think holding. they did. Well, they did, yeah. And I don't remember the numbers. 
But uh, basically every... Above a certain number, I think it was 40%. I'd have to go look, but that's just what comes to mind. The, the number I remember was if anyone had more than like six or 8,000 euro, they did take like a percentage of, of that money uh, in their bank. And then, but what had happened is that's when Bitcoin had, had a major um, spike back then. And I can't remember if that was three years ago or four years ago, but I, but, you know, I it, Bitcoin's what, doubled in the past couple weeks? Yeah, um, and maybe. It, it, I mean, it was three thousand not too long ago, yeah. and it is over twelve thousand now. So it's quadrupled in the last couple of months. Yep. So, according to this article, uh, this this um, uh, prime minister uh, Matteo Silvani like said this on June eleventh. Yeah, two weeks. Three weeks ago. It's basically. interesting that the Bitcoin run-up was associated, and as far as time goes, with the, um, uh, was it Malta? Or what was it? Cyprus. Cypriot. Yeah, the Cypriot uh, haircut, uh, you know, financial haircut. And now, a few weeks ago, uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, the Italian government comes out and says, we're giving a haircut too! <laughs> and, and, and the population of Cyprus versus Italy has got to be tremendously, you know, there's many more people in Italy. I I mean, I haven't looked at anything, but just the size of these two countries. Isn't Cyprus like one of the smallest countries in the world? it's pretty small. And Italy's got a very large population, from what I can tell. Right. And they're going to be very mad about this, too. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. It's, uh, well, it's live. Just call in. It's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Anywhere, anytime. You can pretty much call Free Talk Live as, as long as it's 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. Right? So, I mean, you know, anywhere in the world, it is sometime Eastern Time. So you may you might have to go look depending on where you are. We get, have li- we've had callers from every continent around the world. So you could be listening from anywhere. But we're talking about this, uh, they haven't decided to call it a haircut yet, but it's very much like the Cypriot haircut from a couple few years ago where uh, well, the government decided to take uh, some money from the good folks of the, the Cy- Cyprus government, decided to take money from the uh, the people who had money in Cyprus banks, and, well, because they needed it, more or less. And at correspondingly... The price of Bitcoin and many other cryptocurrencies skyrocketed. Now, we don't know if that's the reason, but here now, under this particular bull run that we're currently experiencing, uh, about a week a week ago, the Italian government announced that it is giving a haircut here. And um, I'm thinking that maybe you want to find out a little bit more about cryptocurrencies right about now. Go to Bitcoin.com. They are the, play, the place to find out your information. They've got uh, the up-to-the-minute news with a real news staff that I've met, so I know that they're not just reprinting stories like so many of them are. You can get, uh, a, you can get a Bitcoin wallet there. You can get Bitcoin cash to put in 
the wallet, you can get um, all the information you need. They make it easy for you. You can buy uh, Bitcoin Cash there. So it's Bitcoin.com. They actually have a new feature called Local.Bitcoin.com that allows you to trade with people in your area and around the world. Bitcoin for whatever currency you're using. It's Bitcoin.com. So actually, it was two weeks ago because it was uh, in this article. It said it was on the eleventh at the prime. Minister oh, the eleventh. I was thinking the nineteenth. The nineteenth is when this article was written. Gotcha. Uh, and I, well, I believe when this article was written. For some reason, I'm not even seeing it anywhere where when the actual article was written. So the article goes on. Before you go oh. on, uh, let's go to Keith, who's calling in from Virginia. Listen to WNIS, Keith. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. How are you doing, Mark? All's well. What's on your mind? Well, thanks for taking my call, and uh, once again, uh, plug for Free Talk Live. It's a great format for everybody. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Got you good. Okay, and I haven't met your other hosts. I'm sorry. Who are they? Jay. And Angie. They're right. Jay and Angie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, well, again, I really appreciate it. I um, want to talk about uh, how we can do something. Um in addition to sharing Free Talk Live and, and telling folks how they can help. But but uh, there's a, uh, a great freedom fighter for decades. He's been doing uh, so much for us, for liberty, uh, fighting the, the bad guys. And, um, you know, one of the good things that we can all do, if we don't know what to do, we can find somebody who does in the fight for liberty and help them. And um, and I hope that, that people will personally do that. There's a, a great and noble gentleman who, uh, in his fight for freedom for decades, um, he's really paid a high price. I put him in the category of people like the Founding Fathers who sacrificed for so much, uh, who sacrificed so much, you know, for, for all of us. And who is this guy? Yeah, who is it? Yeah, so well, let's get to it. Larry Nichols, and his Larry website Nichols. is Nichols Live, but uh, NicholsLive.com. Uh, and and basically, we're trying to keep him in the fight. He is uh, in desperately need of, of help for some medical treatments he's getting. And, I mean, if you can go to his YouTube channel, which is Larry Nichols, official channel or just you know search that or google it i have heard the name uh i've heard the name in circles uh and i've never really looked into him but i've definitely people actually somebody asked me this past week at fork fest and pork fest uh if i had heard of larry nichols um we were talking about schaefer cox and of course you know ross olbrich and um you know just just kind of having some good campfire, you know, discussions about, you know, political prisoners and freedom and liberty. And one guy did bring his name up, but I, I know nothing about him. Yeah, it's, it's his last name is spelled N I C H O L S. That's N I C H. I'm here at uh, nickelslive.com and uh, it it looks like he does a conference call on a weekly basis and uh, has a book and and a few things like that. I think it's uh, I think it's great. Um, people should go yeah, check goes, him out. Yeah, he goes way back to the '90s, so um, well before yes. a lot of your listeners. Were some born. kind of yeah, some kind of Clinton connection. Exactly, and uh, and and basically, he actually had um, a lot to do with the um, with the uh, 
information back then. Um, and today, you know, he's what, fighting the deep state continually. So, well, what uh, did he do uh, regarding the Clintons? Yeah, what was his activism? Clinton whistleblower, it says here. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it had something to do with the uh, uh, the Whitewater uh, investigation and scandal that was going on that he had some personal knowledge about. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm trying to remember all the, the different things, but basically it was a lot of crime and co- corruption that he was a whistleblower about that, that the Clintons were involved in, and he's continued to do that and provide information about it as well. But um, and he's still alive, so he's doing pretty darn good, because a lot of people come out against the Clintons, from what I understand, end up uh, you know, committing suicide, shooting themselves a couple of times in the back of the head or something. Yeah, the Lord has a mission for him. I do believe he has divine protection, and I think he is. It's been miraculous how his life has been extended, and, but he needs so many more people, even if you can donate a dollar. NicholsLive.com. Keith, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. Jay, um, let's uh, go on with the subject here. It's, uh, so, no, so, no problem calling in and uh, promoting the activism you're looking, you think is uh, worthwhile. So to um, go on with the article here, uh, it says, uh, those who voluntarily declare the deposit box holdings will be taxed at a low rate. Of about 15%, he added. So this is the Italian, what, like uh, finance minister or something? Yes. And he's saying that if you just hand over your safe deposit box, we'll only tax you at 15%. Italian deputy prime minister. Deputy prime minister. So I'm sure there's several deputy prime minister. It doesn't, they don't say what, you know, party's in or whatever, but uh, Matteo Salavini and... um, you know, this was at a news conference on June June 11th that this was said, and that's basically all the article has to say. Well, and, it's, I mean, I the the proposition here that it had something to do with the rise of Bitcoin, it certainly correlates. I don't know if we can say it's uh, causative, but then again, there's so many things in this world where you really can't say one way or another whether something made something else happen. But these are the kind of things that Bitcoin's really good for. When the government wants to come and take people's money, they tend to want to keep it. And Bitcoin gives you control in ways that uh, most forms of money don't. And I'm sure that in Italy and around that whole area, there's a lot of folks who just know not to keep a lot of money in the bank after seeing what happened to the folks in Cyprus a few years ago. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. talk live it is uh, your opportunity to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind it's mark with you jay and angie 855-450-3733 things are going on in the studio 
having to do with computers. And so we have available to you the call-in line at 855-450-3733, meaning that we do not have available to you the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. So, well, yeah. I, I got a message that a friend, one of my friends is watching us on DLive right now. You can watch us there. But you just can't communicate through that. Right. Well, I just, I, you can type whatever you want in the DLive chat or the YouTube chat or the Twitch chat or whatever. I'm just not going to respond or necessarily see it or anything like that. So there you go. Not that I'm necessarily going to respond in the middle of a show anyway to uh, somebody who's listening on DLive. But, you know, nonetheless, we uh, we do have those options for for viewing the show. And we're talking about kind of cryptocurrencies here and the relationship to the what appears to be the Italian safe deposit box haircut situation that's coming along there in Italy. And I want to tell you about AnyPay. So if you have a retail business, you should be taking cryptocurrency for a variety of reasons, not just because your clients want to spend it, because you could probably get them to spend something else. But can you get other people that otherwise would not come into your place to come in to spend cryptocurrency? And I think you can, because it certainly happens here in Keene. Can you... Get a news story because you're the first one in the area to take cryptocurrency in your little town or whatever it might be. And maybe you can. That's why you should go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com and let the good folks at AnyPay.Global help you. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. They make it fast and easy. It really is. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. There's really no cost for getting set up and it's uh, relatively simple. Shouldn't be too difficult. Let's go to the phones Got Tim calling in from, uh, well, I'm not from Phoenix, by the looks of it. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark. It's, uh, and hey, hey Jay. It's hey, Tim. Coat, the, uh, the Liberty Advisor. So, uh, uh, hey, Tim, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, was it you? Was it me that introduced you to, uh, Ernie Hancock through my, uh, uh, former girlfriend a few years ago when, uh, we got to chatting about, you know, liberty and stuff. You were actually, you were through Sarah's, basically how I found out about Bitcoin when it was around a dollar. So you are, I guess, uh, responsible for that. And you were the one to tell me to listen to his show. But I actually met him a couple times, been to his house, did lots of oh, okay. But I actually wasn't a listener of his show until uh, you and Sarah prodded me enough. And now I listen pretty much daily. Yeah, Ernie was... Uh, making a blade at a uh, man camp this past uh, week at fork fest and uh, we got into talking about you a little bit and i'm like i think i'm the guy that introduced you to him he's like oh i don't know it was so and so we were just kind of you know bsing about that a bit so oh, Tim, you know you're the... it, was, it was barry hess who barry hess who's been who's run for governor several that's times right for the libertarian party who i think officially introduced me to him but Jay was instrumental in me finding out about a lot of things, even though Jay and I have actually not never met. And one of the funny stories is when I was telling Ernie about you, I didn't know your last name was Noon, and I actually thought it was no one. Like everyone, how they changed their name to Friedman. So I thought it was well, that's no funny. One. And, uh, but no, I, I wanted to it's spelled the same, it. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. I didn't I never considered that. Yeah, so, Tim, so you're the Liberty Advisor, and uh, I, what do you think about this Italian situation where, I guess, um, in on the 11th of June, the Deputy Prime Minister announced 
that they're, we are going into people's safe deposit boxes and taking 15%. If you voluntarily yeah. volunteer, they might take all of it or more of it. Who knows what they'll do? I'm Italian, so are you, are you appropriating my culture now? Just I'm doing my best. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, okay. you, you uh, laid out Mario's footsteps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, as Ernie always says, if they can, they will. But one thing that a lot of people aren't familiar with, uh, five years ago, I just happened to be reading the FederalReserve.gov website, and I, I sent you an email with the link, and I sent Jay a signal message with this link. But this is the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, the former vice uh, chairman, Stanley Fisher. So this is not, you know, some, you know, right-wing conspiracy theorist talking about what they're going to do. And as part of a speech in Stockholm, Sweden, he actually says, now I'm going to read from it, as part of this approach, the United States is preparing a proposal to require systemically important banks to issue bail-inable long-term debt that will enable insolvent banks to recapitalize themselves in a resolution without calling on government funding. This cushion is known as a gone concern buffer. So this is on the actual FederalReserve.gov website coming from the vice chairman talking about how the banks are going to, the plan is for them to give haircuts on bonds that the banks issue, a.k.a. steal your money. How does, well, how, how does that work? I mean, um, how are they stealing my money exactly? I don't know if it's actually been, this I don't think has been done before. So how it would work in theory versus how it would work in actuality might be different. But um, okay. Look, so I don't really know because they haven't actually had to do this because the whole facade of printing money and saying they can wind the balance sheet down, which now is unraveling, is now coming apart. So Because uh, his, historically they've been stealing our wealth via inflation is what they've been doing right along. So now they're coming up with another scheme to uh, steal more of our, our, our wealth, it seems like, because you know they're just not happy with stealing it through, flu, through inflation. Jay, maybe. it's really important for our financial system that the banks remain solvent. So we have to all pitch in. Uh, that's what they did in 2000 and whatever, like nine, when the banks had their big crisis. Everybody had to pitch in. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I mean, stealing money through inflation is always the easiest way for them to do things. And so, uh, you know, we pretty much have gone from, you know, about 2000 and, you know, I'd say 10 until about right about now, where everywhere the Federal Reserve was saying, hey, you know, we can we can trim down our balance sheet. We can start raising interest rates. We can, you know, everything's going to normalize someday. Well, now that entire facade, like just about right now, is, is starting to come undone. And so the only reason the stock market has been, you know, quote-unquote good has been, be, been predicated on bad news. And the bad news means now that there's a greater chance of the Fed cutting rates. And so there's a very good chance the Fed's going to cut rates next time they meet in July. And at, at some point, I think people will realize, hey, you know, next time there's a recession, we're not going to be able to print, you know, $16 trillion right. and think we're going to escape it. Because, you know, if we couldn't escape it in the quote-unquote greatest economy in the history of the world, well, then how are we going to escape it? Right. The, the premise of Keynesian economics, and this is the sort of the economics that has dominated the 20th and 21st centuries, so much so that uh, Nixon uh, declared that we're all Keynesians now. Um, Keynesian economics says that there should be loose money, free, you know, like give away free money, make it easy for people to get loans and these sorts of things when the, the economy is doing poorly so that that'll help jumpstart it. But once it's recovered, then you got to tighten up the money again and make it harder for people to get a hold of it. 
Well, what you can't leave politicians and people who are uh, you know bureaucrats that that have political careers and these kind of things in charge because what's going to happen? They're going to say, well, the money's got to stay loose. It's easy to 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 just kind of pump this money in and everybody gets rich and happy, and then when the crash comes, there's nothing you can do because you can't loosen up loose money. You can't because it has never been tight. Hey, Tim, can you tell me about Liberty Visor uh, in like 15 seconds? Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, basically I've got a wealth management service where people can have crypto inside their IRAs where they have the private keys. And we also have services where if someone made a bunch of money in crypto, we have different trust strategies where they can legally avoid taxation. Uh, we're talking about people with like pretty big gains on, on Bitcoin that bought in early. And then uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat in this one. But, you know, essentially I'm sort of like a one-stop shop for anyone in uh, yep. the crypto space. You helped me, and I sent another friend uh, for Porkfest uh, to your website. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to help him, too. Tim Pachote, thank you for your call. The number? Thank you, guys. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Let's go cryptocurrencies. Talk live. Call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. The number is 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free, as in freedom. So I got an article here from Reason Magazine, which I found to be kind of interesting. They've. Uh, They've gone after the Democratic candidates out there. I guess those guys, uh, those folks, there's more than just guys there. They debated last night and tonight. So they'll probably be going on uh, here. It's getting to be 8 o'clock Eastern time. They'll probably be going on. They're warming up their vocal cords for telling you all kinds of lies right now. Or maybe they're just telling you they're telling you the lies you really want to hear at this point. Because they got to differentiate themselves from each other. I'm a special, special shade of pinko. So, um, <laughs> Democrats reveal their hostility to the Second Amendment. Most of the party's presidential contenders show little or no concern for the right to armed self-defense, says Reason Magazine. Here, this written by Jacob Sullum. The New York Times recently asked the 21 Democratic uh, presidential contenders a question about, or 21 of them, excuse me, about firearms, and none of them advocated gun control. Instead, they called for common sense gun safety. A which, euphemism. Which leads to gun control. But that's all it is. That's what Hitler said. We need to have safety. <laughs> right. It's all for safety. It's all for the kids. What else would you do? A euphemism that reflects a general caginess about how far they'd go in restricting the constitutional right to keep and bear arms. In an ideal world, the Times asked, would anyone own handguns? Many of the answers reinforce the impression that the Democratic Party is increasingly hostile to the Second Amendment. Cory Booker, who has made gun control a centerpiece of his campaign and seems to view armed self-defense as a privilege rather than a right, gave the longest response but managed to dodge the question entirely. In place of policy details, Booker offered outrage at gun violence, 
coupled with the snake oil promise that we will end this crisis by doing the kind of common sense things that will make our nation safe. Thank God they're keeping us safe. Angie, what would make you feel safer if you thought like somebody was uh, bent on doing some harm to you? If I had my gun. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd like to be armed. That's how I feel, too. I think that people need to be able to, well, I mean, fundamentally, you have the right to self-defense. I don't think anyone's ever going to argue that. What they'll argue is is that you may not be able to use tools. Now, you have the right to make tools, but you can't have tools for self-defense. That's, I don't know what, it's unfair to the criminals? What, am I going to call the cops? Are they going to protect me? Well, they, they certainly will uh, head on your way at some point. But, 15 minutes, maybe? Right. When, when seconds count, the cops are only minutes away. Exactly. And I like to compare a gun to a fire extinguisher. I mean, saying that you don't need a gun because you can call the police is like saying you don't need a fire extinguisher in your house because you can call the fire department. Perfect. And as as firemen, uh, Jay, we uh, I'm sure you have as probably as many fire extinguishers in your house as I have in mine. I just found like four more the other day. So I was like, jackpot. Yeah, I'm in my shop, in the house. I got them in appropriate areas. And as a fireman, there is there was several times that we got calls for fires, and because the folks had a fire extinguisher and they... You know, don't put the fire extinguisher right next to the stove because you're not going to be able to grab it when there's a grease fire on top of your stove. That's good advice. You know, and and people put them there. And I'm like, what? Come on. And put them next to the door. When you're heading out, you can see the fire extinguisher to remind you, hey, maybe I can use this thing. And there's a lot of times that people... Yeah, that as a firefighter, we responded, and, and it basically came open up the windows and set up some ventilation fans, get the smoke out of the house. That was it. In the house house... I like my fire extinguishers in cabinets if I can get them there. You know, I'll, I prefer the in the kitchen. I like it underneath the sink or something like that. If now, if you're yeah. talking the garage or something, then I'll have it on the wall. I know they're not pretty and they stick out like a sore thumb, but I want them to do that. Yeah, because if you got a, if you got a friend over, he he, you know, your, your friends or guests. Um, they're going to seize a fire extinguisher there. I, what if I'm not there? You know, and you might forget about it in a panic, even though you, you know it's there. You know, I have one on the kitchen counter. Right next to the stove? No, not right next oh, to the good. stove. <laughs> Jillian, uh, Ju- Julian Castro, Barack Obama's Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, was more forthright, saying people would not own handguns in his ideal world, and arguing that handguns bans have made other countries safer. Unfortunately, he said the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that people do have a right to bear arms. So, for the time being, people who disagree with that decision will have to be satisfied with milder measures. This guy's upset about the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. And if he has this kind of disdain for the Second Amendment, how does he feel about the rest of them? Does he feel that a panel of uh, nine people wearing black moo's? can take away your right anytime they feel like it? Because that's what it sounds like he's saying. It sounds like he's saying he's going to stack the Supreme Court with people that don't believe you have the right to keep and bear arms. Boy, the gun manufacturer is going to get behind this guy. You get a guy talking like this, like a lot of support, going to get some votes. Them guns are going to sell like hotcakes, just like they did during the Obama administration. I mean... You know, a lot of gun, guns sold just because of all the threats of gun bans. I can't remember which company it was, but a gun manufacturer recently just went belly up because they bet heavily on Clinton to win. <laughs> and I don't know whether they you know, secretly slid the money to her or whatever, um, but 
uh, you know, when you're preparing for because when people see that Trump's not going after their guns, they're not as likely to buy that third AR-15 right. that they may or may not need. Oh, you know, I need a, I need a suppressed uh, rifle that shoots handgun rounds and like you know, like that that next type of gun that they may or may not necessarily need. And I'm not say I I'm not here to propose what you need and what you don't need. Uh, I've watched plenty of videos on what's the best firearm to have for your home. I so what ask, did it say? Oh. The Sorry. best one is a uh, is is a thing that looks like a rifle but fires um, nine millimeter rounds. So the reason is is that way you can get those. Um, these aren't legal in every state, and I'm not your lawyer, so don't uh, you know go go after me. But they're they're legal in New Hampshire, Angie. But um, you know for the rest of the folks, there's these. Uh, Oh, which ones expand when they hit the body? I can't even remember what they're called. Hollow points. Hollow points, yeah. So um, you can put a hollow point 9 millimeter round in it, and then it won't exit the house. Okay. Because the problem is, is if you start shooting, say, a Mossberg shotgun or a you know Bushmaster AR-15, wham, 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 you're throwing you know lead out into the neighbor's house. But why wouldn't just like a little handgun, like a nine millimeter handgun, and work with hollow points work just as well? The reason is, is because people don't practice. Okay, so target. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, you know, if you've got a rifle, you know, rifles are. Rifle's just a better tool for this job. Yeah. Now, you can't conceal carry it, no. but that's not what that's for. That's for uh, home defense, right. and that was what the claim was. And I I liked what they were saying. I'm, I'm no expert, as the people who, the last time we talked about suppressors here on the air, boy, they... Boy, I got so many emails and comments about uh, my comments on suppressors, Angie. Apparently, you shouldn't talk to me about suppressors. Okay. Um, anybody who wants to call in with their advice on the best thing for home defense... Uh, the number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And speaking of the kind of gun you should have, the guy I would ask, who is my own personal gun expert, is Silver Dave. Yeah. And he does practical application of force, uh, former special He's here forces. on Tuesday nights. He's here on most Tuesday nights, except for when Derek and Steven are on. Ah. And last night he wasn't here. Okay. And, uh, you know, he will... He could go through for hours on specifically what it is that you want to do, what you want to gun for, and, you know, could totally, like, consult you on how to come up with the perfect gun for your situation. Yeah. And uh, one of the things is that, you know, a lot of people will tell you a shotgun's a a great device for home protection. And certainly that racking noise, the is a deterrent. Everybody knows that, (laughs) that noise. And it is very, very useful. However, um, if you fire, you know, you fire a shotgun in the house, everybody's deaf. My grandfather told me that a guy came into his house. It was up in the woods and the guy was intoxicated and giving him a hard time and he couldn't find the bullets and he racked a shotgun and the guy sobered up and exited very quickly. And he was like, he goes, uh, I, I was like, what are you going to do? He goes, I was going to have to beat him with the gun because I had no bullets, <laughs> but he just left. Yep. Well, um, I mean, in that case, it's probably worth the the trouble. But, you know, also when ladies or children fire shotguns. It's intimidating. Yeah, I mean, if it's a little lady, it can knock her right on her fanny. Even little guys. I mean, shotguns aren't for everybody. Right. And um, not to say they won't do the job, but they're they're pretty they're they're pretty big pieces. Of Gotta machinery. be prepared. Yeah. 
855-450-3733. We've got more here coming from the Democratic candidates on how they want to protect your rights, except for the right to keep and bear arms. Not that one. They're not interested in that one. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. And not to mention the shedding, I would vacuum the carpet three times a week. Frodo was scratching all night long, bouncing on the side of the bed, keeping me awake the whole entire night from all the scratching and chewing. It kind of makes you neurotic. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Mounds and mounds of fur all over the place. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you've got to feed it something healthy. Dynavite is nutrition. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. He gobbles it up. He's not up all night scratching. His shedding is minimal, and it is such a pleasure to have my calm, relaxed, non-shedding puppy back. And I have to thank Dynavite for that. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 1-800-D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. 855-450-3733. We're reading this article from Reason.com where the the Democratic hopefuls are talking about how they want to be your commander-in-chief and how they're going to keep you safe by getting rid of that pesky Second Amendment. How they want to be your overlords. You know, I want my overlord, if I had, if I had a choice, to be vermin supreme. Because he's going to hook me up with some sweet pony contracts. That's right. Something. <laughs> anything. So, uh, yeah. Let's go on here with some more uh, quotes here. Representative Seth Moulton, Democrat from Mass, also was open to the idea of banning handguns, which would be plainly inconsistent with the Second Amendment as the court interpreted it. The fact of the matter is that handguns cause a lot of deaths around the country. Most of them are suicide, by the way. So as people who are using them in the manner that they intend to use them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love how these people who are just, they are so, they lack so much confidence that they feel nobody can have a gun. And, you know, most of them, most of them become Democrats, these very low confident folks. And I, I'm always pointing out like, well, you can't hone a gun in Baltimore, Chicago, L.A., Detroit. Uh, and these are the cities that are so crime ridden that if you got rid of those, all those cities that have major gun bans, like that I just mentioned, uh, the uh, crime, the United States would be like the lowest in the in the world for um, violent crime rate. Well, gun gun related violent crime rate. And then they're always like, oh, well, there's no crime in, you know, um, New Hampshire, Vermont and, and Maine gun crime because of the population. And I, I, and Dallas is the best example to throw at these jihadist Democrats because Dallas is is like a very gun friendly city, and it has the demographics of Dallas and Chicago, Illinois, are similar, are very similar. Yep. And the crime rate and the gun ownership is, you know, totally 180 degrees. 
in those two cities. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing to be able to point out. There's no doubt that if you remove the places in the United States where guns are rest- heavily restricted, that suddenly the crime rate in the United States changes dramatically. There are cities where you can own guns and where it's relatively easy to own guns. Florida, Texas, I mean, these places, Georgia. Colorado, these, except for Boulder. These places have a very, uh, they have, you know, big cities, and they've got guns. So it's not like it's all New York, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, and all that stuff. There are other places. Uh, Seth Moulton here says, uh, we could have a good debate about whether they, they should be allowed to be free. The people. I, I, I don't know who they is, but he's clearly not talking about himself. And he's not talking about guns being free. Maybe he's talking about guns should be free. Yes, he says, the fact of the matter is handguns cause a lot of deaths around the country, whether they should be allowed to be free. Are we talking about handing them out free? Like these the Democrats love that word free, don't they? I mean, they don't even know what it means. All right. I don't get it. To me, freedom means liberty. And he's talking about people who aren't him. But many of these people, you've got to remember these presidential candidates, they have their own security. And the security has guns. And if you're at the point where an actual presidential candidate is going to get all the, um, you know, the support and the money, you're probably some kind of political scumbag for several years that's had an entourage of bodyguards. So you're just not living in reality and you haven't lived in reality. I mean, well, if you wanted to get elected as a Democrat, you've got to do this because nobody uh, Bernie Sanders is from one of the states that has the, the well, at least up until relatively recently, had some of the fr- the best gun laws in the country, Vermont. Some of the least gun laws, yes. Yeah, um, best, uh, meaning the fewest. What I don't changed? Think I don't you think said until recently. I don't know exactly, but I believe in 2018 or something that some laws went through in Vermont that are not as pleasant as they used to be. Okay. So I don't. You know, don't quote me on it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm legally disallowed from owning a gun and I don't go to Vermont that much. So I know, I know in a lot of the FSP chat groups, there was a lot of talk about um, trying to get some Vermonters who were very pro gun over to New Hampshire when this legislation was being talked about. And, And some of it didn't go through. Some of it did go through. I don't know if any of it got vetoed. There wasn't really, I didn't pay attention to it closely, but there's definitely some people that are upset in Vermont that like guns and i've seen that i got you know facebook friends complaining about it like bernie sanders could stand up for gun freedom if bernie sanders wanted to but he knows that he's not going to go anywhere if he does is he a democrat oh yeah well i mean he's calls himself independent for a long time he's running for the democratic nomination for president but he's been an independent for some time he's one of the few that can really get away with it vermont has a you know a unique and small population for him to be able to pull that off but, but there's a lot of anti-gun money out there if you're a Democrat, and you just wouldn't get the anti-gun money. And and the thing is, is I talk to a lot of Democrats uh, all over the place, I mean, that are diehard Democrats, and they literally, I haven't really come across too many of them that are really anti-anti-gun, especially when you start talking, you know, factual points that, hey, listen, you know, the Holocaust of Nazi Germany could not have happened if the people... Uh, you know, of Poland, if the people, yeah, just the people in general, uh, you know, were armed. Uh, The people of Poland, you know, the the people of Germany, because when they went into the ghetto, like the ghetto of Warsaw, Poland, there's, you know, it's history. They were, the 
the German occupying forces were not really able to ever take over the ghetto of Warsaw because all of the gangsters were heavily armed and it was guerrilla warfare and it just it really didn't happen. This is something they never even talk about in public school. Yeah, I'd never heard that either. Well, I imagine when they did cart people off to put them in the train cars, they said something really cal- really calming rather than saying we're going to take you to the concentration camps. They said we're going to uh, institute some common sense gun safety or whatever because the Democrats won't say that they want to ban guns. They want to they're to a person they said they quote quote common sense gun safety over and over again because this is the line that sells they've done the the focus groups and they've asked the questions and even democrats don't want you to ban guns they want common sense gun safety take the gun away from that guy not me yeah, i like to say isn't that what hitler said I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's going on here. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney seemed to share Castro and Moulton's distaste for the right to arms. We don't live in an ideal world, he said. We live in a country where we have the Second Amendment, which I support. Delaney simultaneously supports the Second Amendment and wishes it did not exist. Senator Ann Kohlbecker, Minnesota, Democrat also contradicted herself, insisting, I've never come out for banning guns, even while bragging about her support for banning so-called assault weapons, which are distinguished from other firearms by arbitrarily selected features that do not affect their lethality. Representative uh, Eric Swalwell, Democrat California, did her one better, saying he favored banning and buying back, i.e. confiscating, 15 million assault rifles. So those ones that sold so well under the Obama administration, this guy wants to go out and uh, have a big tax party and go let's buy all those back. back. What's that? I said, let's take them back. <laughs> right, that's the I'm going to sign right up. Let, right. let them come to my house. <laughs> well, no, they want you to bring them right to the police station and then they'll, uh, you know, they'll buy them back from you. They'll give you all kinds of money for them. Then they'll hire some contractor, pay them thousands of dollars per, per gun to, um, you know, Roll over them with a steamroller so they can get some footage or yep. chop a couple off. Then what they'll do is they'll send them to, um, you know, they'll sell them to Mexican drug cartels so, uh, you know, they can use them down there because that's what, usually what happens, I think. So when they banned the guns recently in New Zealand, they really did go around and find the people who had them. They had the, you know, they had the, the pieces of paper, you the know, list. anybody, they had the list. Once they have the list, they can always go get it back. That's but what it, happened when the Nazis invaded Holland. They just rounded up the gun registration list, and they just parked a Panzer tank at those houses and got the guns. And uh, well, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta wonder to yourself, what's it? What was it like in New York and Connecticut? Well, in New York and Connecticut, they didn't even bother going to pick these things up. Nobody turned them in. Very few people did. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty three. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts on gun confiscation? It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. What's on my mind is these Democratic politicians that are running for president. You know, the highest law in the land, or the highest uh, office in the land. They're wanting to take people's weapons from them, 
people's ability to protect themselves away. This is the equivalent of saying you can't have a fire extinguisher. You could kill a man with a fire extinguisher. Not quite as easy as killing him with a gun. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the same equivalent. Yeah, I mean, uh, guns are used in so many instances in America to prevent crimes from happening. But you really don't hear about those. If somebody flashes a gun in their uh, waistband and then somebody decides, well, I'm not going to commit a crime that I was going to commit. No one reports on it because no a, crime It's not going to get reported. You're certainly not going to run off and tell the cops that. Come on. Uh, let me tell you about American financing. American financing is, well, a, very, a pretty unique mortgage company. Now, they've, they're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they've got 3,200 Google reviews, and they've been mortgage bankers for uh, like 20 years, and they never charge upfront fees like some lenders do. They offer every loan that's in the industry, and you know they can pretty much handle you any old way you want to do it. But what I think is most important is, is that they have salary-based mortgage consultants as opposed to a commissioned mortgage broker, because and I'm not saying that every commissioned mortgage broker is a bad person. I'm simply saying that humans respond to incentives, and when banks give out incentives for certain types of loans, then that mortgage broker is incentivized to present that loan to you as though it would be best for you, rather than a salaried mortgage consultant like they have at American Financing. Now, you could just choose to go to uh, AmericanFinancing.net and apply Receive uh, your pre-qualification and close your loan doing everything online with their digital mortgage. Complete the mortgage process in your, uh, on your schedule anytime, anywhere. Apply online and get your pre-qualification letter instantly and start shopping tomorrow. AmericanFinancing.net. They make it easy for you. If you're looking for refinancing, you're looking to uh, uh, con- do some credit card consolidation, whatever it might be, it's AmericanFinancing.net. And i got a telephone number for you. This telephone number is specific for Free Talk Live listeners, so if you call this number, it's uh, beneficial to us. If you go to the website, well, if they call you up, mention Free Talk Live, that'd be great. 888-804-0303. AmericanFinancing.net, 888-804-0303. NMLS 1823-34, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Going on with um, these quotes from these Democratic candidates, only five of the candidates, Swalwell, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, Representative Tim Ryan is from Ohio, Elizabeth Warren, if you don't know she's from Mass, you're not paying attention, South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, you guys got any preference over this last name? All right. Uh, Acknowledge that people might legitimately want to own handguns for self-defense which the Supreme Court has recognized as the core lawful purpose protected by the Second Amendment. Ladies and gentlemen, the core lawful purpose for owning firearms by the Second Amendment, I don't believe it's for self-defense. It doesn't say that. It said a well-regulated militia, blah, 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 the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. These are people who just got finished shooting their government center of mass. It's for the necessity of a free state. And back then, the word state did not mean, you know, this bureaucratic overlord. It literally meant like the nation of Massachusetts, the yep. nation state or nation state of Virginia could not be overtaken by a 
behemoth government because the the anti-tyranny uh, ability was with all of the men over 18 years of age all had guns. It's the whole idea, and they, and they were trained in them, and they understood that you kill tyrants because tyrants kill you. But they used to teach gun safety in school. In high school, there used to be courses on how to use and Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, but they can't do that anymore. So they don't have the common sense gun safety. I think they can. I just don't think it's popular. People are scared of them. Yep. And it's interesting that they're scared of them, but uh, they are. Well, they're scared of them. them. They're scared of them in, you know, these heavily influenced population areas. Like Weld County, Colorado, where I was for a couple of years, um, literally 15 years ago, everybody there had a had gun racks in their pickup trucks all the kids and they had guns and they would go out you know pheasant hunting or whatever you know after school or go hunting coyotes or whatever before school and so these guys were telling me that like you know people that graduated high school in like you know 2002 2003 2004 they're like oh yeah we i was on a shooting team and so like you know rural middle america and i'm sure all you know, in New England, a lot of northern New England, guns were part of where they've been part of the culture. It was a school thing not that long ago. They're tools. I'm not saying that. I, I think that first off, you're probably safer if you know gun safety. Like that's a that's a thing that people should simply know. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of these these folks in these big cities and stuff like that. The uh, the voting sorts they're uh, they're scared of weapons. They're insecure and they they feel they need government. I mean they're they're um, they lack confidence. This, this is all comes back to lacking confidence. Right. All these anti gun people, uh, all these pro government people that I come across, they're either psychopaths that want to rule people, and usually they're not anti gun because they want to have their guns so they can you know rule you. But definitely the anti government pro gun people, uh, it's a confidence thing. I mean right from being young. I mean being you know cradle to grave you know just government you know fed and taken care of and everything's got to be the government it's just they've never had to like fail on their own they've never had to try anything they've never had to like be responsible and like do stuff as a kid for example or create anything so therefore i I, their confidence is like never really materialized what i don't understand is that guns are the great equalizer the the old saying is that god made man and sam colt made him equal and what they mean by that is is that now a 12-year-old girl can protect herself against Mike Tyson. Right. That, um, not to say Mike Tyson's necessarily going to do anything to 12-year-old girls. I'm just you know, putting him up there as, as somebody who's very good at uh, it, you know, meeting out violence if he needed to. And why wouldn't the weakest among us be more pro-gun? I don't understand it. Um, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm not clear on that. Yeah, it's um, it's tough, and I uh, somebody I was talking to at Porkfest uh, said we were talking about guns, and they said something like, "I might mess it up a little bit, but uh, I, the uh, you know, generally a, a victim of rape uh, becomes pro-gun because it's like the only way they can defend themselves." And she was like some kind of like um, counselor thing uh, lady. And it was another campfire talk at Forkfest. You know, you could meet these great people and all kinds of interesting things. But victims of rape become pro-gun. And actually, what had brought that up is someone has says, well, a good way to, you know, to convert someone into a libertarian is a good old-fashioned IRS audit. (laughs) (laughs) And then she had brought that comment up about the guns.
There's some more quotes here, and they're, uh, they're stunning. 855-450-3733. Love to hear your thoughts on these Democratic candidates and their, their goals of taking away people's weapons. I mean, is there some defense for this? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Liquor Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Liquor Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Talk live. Call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about these uh, Democratic candidates and their views on your right to protect yourself. And, uh, well, their views are disturbing to me, but maybe they're not disturbing to you. Maybe they are disturbing to you. The number is 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free. As in freedom, I want to tell you about a program that we've uh, started here on Free Talk Live. It's as easy as one, two, three. If you've got a business or some kind of organization and you need to do some advertising and, well, maybe advertising has been difficult for you up to this point. And it's, it's not easy. But I think that we have found brand new exciting technology in the area of advertising that is going to have a bigger return on an investment than has been seen up to this point that's just fascinating i i i'm just amazed by this i can't be very very clear on what it is you've got to go to 123.freetalklive.com because the program is as easy as 123 you visit 123.freetalklive.com uh, read through it there it's completely explained but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, and I think it's going to be the highest return on investment that you've ever received from any marketing program you've ever done. The space is limited, and, well, prices will go up over time because this is just getting trotted out. 123.freetalklive.com. I, I have a little testimony, uh, uh, testimonial about that if uh, you want to hear it. You probably don't know what's going on at that site, but okay, go but ahead. But I'll tell you, so... You guys remember when I, I had my hay truck burnt up on the side of the road on, in Massachusetts about six, seven years yes. ago? So the towing company hit me with a $20,000 tow bill, and they, and, they, and they basically took my truck for ransom. The trailer had burnt. The truck was fine. Well, I called in a free talk live, and I spent a segment talking about it. This was Arts Towing, Milford, Massachusetts. The next morning, about 7 o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call from the guy and he's willing to settle it like now. And he's like, "You got a lot of friends. They they made my Yelp to like two point one. They you know Google reviews like this, and they like and people just like bombarded his uh, his you Business. know Facebook page yeah. and just all kinds of things. And he's like, 
you got to get these guys to, you know, and he's like, I got a stack of stuff here. And so I, I went there and I, I don't know, I think I paid him like $4,400 or 4100 I can't remember the exact, but it was like Towing a for a big truck is a big deal. Well, it, they really just like yeah, they greased, up the price. They greased the hell out yeah. of this, you know. Sure. And, and, As and, they do. Well, yeah. And they were there for like two hours, but they charged everything at like an eight hour rate. And it was like $800 an hour for this machine and $500 an hour for this one. And they had like all this stuff and they billed me for things that weren't even there. Uh, cause that's what they do. Cause protection agency, they work for the cops, yada, yada, yada. But anyways, that's how powerful free talk live is. Um, and that was five years ago and you guys are much more powerful now. A lot, a lot more stations. Well, I'm glad that it worked out for you. Let's go to Dan. Who's calling in from New Jersey. Dan, you're on free talk live. Hey, good evening. it's uh, pretty interesting. They're going to subpoena Robert Mueller. Um, you know, as far as that, that whole thing was going. In the first week of July, 16, I had breakfast at a Dunkin' Donuts, West Milford, New Jersey, with an associate of Donald Trump's helicopter pilot. We were talking about uh, how much it was going to cost him to be president and the arrangements and those details. When you hear Trump talk about 43 files, he's talking about my Subaru. It's a, a recorder that's in classic towing, 21st Avenue, Patterson. He's trying to figure out if I recorded that conversation or not. And in the uh, third week of July 16, you see Chris Christie and Trump on the TV talking about, I am Ross. I, I recorded another conversation of his friend Ross at the uh, West Milford Library, also talking about the arrangements. They heard the Ross conversation at my property. What he's trying to figure out when he says 43 files, if I recorded the one from the uh, Dunkin' Donuts of West Milford or not. So that's on a different, uh, whole different flash drive, whole different recording. So you have uh, recordings of some conversation that uh, Donald Trump wants to get a hold of? Yeah, pretty much. It's, he, he wants to find out if I recorded the uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, conversation with his helicopter pilot. From. guy lives on Oxbow Lane in West Milford. His F-150 broke down, and Craig Miller came by. He's the mechanic in town across from Weaverly's Mobile. He came, the three of us were looking under the hood of his car trying to figure out what was wrong with it. I asked him if he needed a ride home. We were talking about, you know, basically how much it was going to cost him to be president and the arrangements that were made. When he's talking about 43 files and he's talking about Ross on the, uh, the TV, he heard the recording I made of Ross, but he wants to know if I recorded the Dunkin' Donuts uh, conversation. Well, I had with Did you? Yeah, sure did. I have it on a different file. He's never going to find it. It's on a digital recording. Well, so, there you go. So did you upload it? Where, where can we listen to these? Are they going to rub you out? Oh, I don't know about that. It's just, uh, I think it's pretty amazing that he was looking through the files in my Subaru. That's in classic towing, 21st out Patterson. Trump says, yeah, there's 43 files on it. He's digging through it, trying to figure out if I recorded them. But I hid those, uh, the other, the other. So who was digging? Somebody was digging through your Subaru? Yeah, it's in classic towing, 21st out Patterson. When you so just Trump, somebody, somebody from a towing company. Are they working for Donald Trump? I don't know the answer to that, but I okay. guess they are. He's the president. When he talks about there's 43 files on it, he's talking about the digital recording in my console of my car. That, so, so like, what's your car set up to record? Mine doesn't do that. No, it's in, uh, it's in the impound lot over there. So. Okay, well, I guess I guess you don't have recordings uh, because apparently they've got it in the impound lot, right? Well, actually, I do. It's not in where Donald Trump was looking in that car. It's somewhere else. I have. The, so, did Donald it, Trump it, look at the car? Well, when he's talking about 43 files, you look in the console, there's exactly 43 files. He's trying to see if I recorded the Dunkin' Donuts conversation. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, we've, we've yep. said that. So, um, well, 
I'm interested in how this turns out, Dan. Uh, if Donald Trump comes and starts digging through your Subaru, I want to know about it. Thanks yeah. for, so much for the call. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855 free. So, <laughs> as in freedom. So if his deal's legit and people don't want this getting out, you know what? I mean, he could be anybody. Who knows? I mean, you really need to come out and say, oh, yeah, I, I downloaded it all here or uploaded it all here. And this is where it is because you got to just expose this stuff as quickly and as widely as possible if it's something sensitive like that. Uh, because, or sell it and never work again. Or, or, or sell there it. You never, go, there you go, Donald Trump. But, but you just might get snuffed out if you, you know, it sounds like there was, if, if he really did all this stuff and it was like incriminating, you know, I mean... Pull a Shawshank Redemption. Head on down to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) You can live like a king on a third of what you got here. Uh, Anyway, going on with this Reason article about the uh, the governor, or excuse me, the presidential candidates from on the Democratic side here. Um, they're showing a similar misunderstanding. Excuse me, I I need to go back here. Uh, Former Governor John Hickenlooper dismissed the idea that handguns were useful for the purpose of. Uh, excuse me, the core law for purpose of uh, self-defense, while Bernie Sanders allowed only that handguns would be acceptable if they were used in a sportsman-type way. So what's the sport for handguns? I mean, practicing shooting, I guess. Maybe uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, into shooting. Yeah, I guess that'd be it. Because it's not like you take, you generally don't take a handgun hunting. You're not going to take down a deer with a uh, Glock, generally. They are nice to take hiking, though. Because they're not in a way, and you know, you might come across a mountain lion or something. Well, in Colorado, that was a thing. Mountain lions regret would land on hikers every once in a while. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's not a bad idea to have one. Showing a similar misunderstanding, Kohlbacher said her test for any given gun control proposal is whether it'll hurt my uncle Dick in the deer stand. With all due respect to Klobacher's Uncle Dick, the fundamental human right for self-defense is more important than his hobby. This uh, fuzziness about what the Second Amendment means is especially disconcerting in the light of the candidate's vague policy prescriptions. Entrepreneur Andrew Yang said guns should be much, much more judiciously owned. For instance, uh, well, I, I don't know that that's necessarily false, right? Like, you probably should be judicious in deciding if you're going to own a gun, how you're going to store it, uh, your training, and all these sorts of things. I don't know that I necessarily disagree with the statement. I just don't know what judiciousness means to to Andrew Yang. Um, and I certainly don't want him telling me what judiciousness is regarding protecting my family. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. I don't know what that music is. <laughs> well, there it is. It is gone. The number is 855-450-3733. The wonders of modern technology here on Free Talk Live. Sorry, Jay. I left you. Oh, I just said extra bumper music. It could be. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm very curious. Anyway, uh, these things happen. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. So going on with this article from Reason Magazine talking about these Democratic candidates and their deep concern for your right to defend yourself. 
well, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio declared that we have to handle guns in an extremely different fashion. I'm not sure what that different means. Oh, you mean the uh, commander of the third largest army on earth, as he uh, puts it? Right. Yeah, um, the New York City's police, police department. department. Right. I mean, they're not going to take the guns away from the cops, but, uh, you know, and the cops' families are going to be protected. What about yours? These people who are making all these declarations, they have armed bodyguards. Can you afford an armed bodyguard to take care of you and your family? I met a girl from New York City, a friend, a free stater friend of mine, who was uh, dating her a little bit, and we got into a gun control uh, little talk, and I go, New York City's where you need a gun. She goes, oh, no, you don't need a gun in New York City. There's no bears like there are up here in New Hampshire. Oh, and I'm like... You don't need a gun for bears. You need a gun for thieves and you know muggers and you know people who prey on those who don't have guns. Yeah, bear, bears up here, they just want hugs. They're just looking for hugs. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to do when I see one. I'm going to run up and give it a hug. No, that, that's for the city folks. Okay. They can go. They'll run, the they run the other way. They don't want your hugs. <laughs> Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat from California. She's a cop. A false choice which suggests that you're either in favor of the Second Amendment, or you want to take everyone's gun away, gun away, guns away, excuse me. In her view, then, you can be in favor of the Second Amendment and want to take everyone's guns away, which is hardly reassuring, given that the Democrats who supposedly support the right to arms but do not understand what it entails. And this is, like, none of them address, you know, like, the fundamentally, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed didn't they didn't all these politicians swear an oath to uphold that particular phrase the second amendment i i think they're in violation of their oath of office when they start uttering gun control stuff or more gun laws or taking guns away i mean every instance in history where a nation has had progressive gun laws those that progression into gun laws turned into gun confiscation and then has pretty much in every manner turned into a whole bunch of dead bodies. Well, I, I mean, lots of European countries have taken guns away, and they haven't gone and uh, you know had some kind of a, uh, Holocaust or anything like that. But oh, recent history they did. If you want to, you know, not call too long Poland ago. and you know all the stuff with the uh, Germans and stuff. But then they've you know I, I, that drove me nuts. I can't could never understand why Poland enacted. You know, took guns away from people after what happened to them. Why the German German people, you know, gave up their didn't demand gun rights or you know whatever after what happened to them. Well, it's it's easier not to carry a gun. Good old brainwashing. It's just easier, and you know, not to have to have a gun around. They're kind of heavy and clunky, and then of course they're designed to kill people. So I can see why people don't want to have them. They want to reassure themselves that the politicians will take care of them. And that if something goes wrong, of course, the liars and thieves and whatever the, their capital is will, uh, you know, adhere to what is right and just and take care of them. But if you think you can just vote away all your problems, you're wrong. Because at some point or another, some politician's going to say, I'm not listening to votes anymore. When are they voting? Does it say? Um, the, for the uh, Democratic uh, candidates yep. here? Yeah. You know how these uh, primaries go. It takes uh, some time. So it'll start in New Hampshire probably either very early in January of next year or very late in uh, the year here. Okay. Um, and But by then, half of these people will have dropped out. Now, it's not going the way it went 
has gone previously where you see these candidates getting sort of a rise and a fall and they're you know at the top of the charts and then you know the next week they're 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 yesterday's news now it's just joe biden at the top now honest joe well, I'm sorry, Creepy Joe. <laughs> he's he's uh, He came out at one point relatively recently. Uh, it's been a few years now. I can't remember what the instance was, but it had something to do with AR-15s. And he was basically saying, ladies, you don't need an AR-15. You need a, you need a shotgun. You need a double-barreled shotgun, and you can chase off whatever those bad guys are. Okay. This guy doesn't know anything about guns. Because an AR-15... I mean, there's people put out YouTube videos about this over and over again. They'd have little ladies, and it's it's always good to have the little ladies. You know, the ones that weigh a hundred and yeah two pounds or something, and out there with an AR, knocking off some rounds, showing how easy it is for them to use it. My eight year old nephew, Silver Dave, had him shooting a uh, AR fifteen. Uh, and the kid with two, two, three rounds, yep. uh, the small rounds, and the kid, eight years old, he's like, I don't know, seventy pounds maybe. Uh, no problem, very confident. He shot it standing up. He shot it laying down, um, and, uh, and he had fun. wasn't afraid of it. You know, he had ear protection and eye protection on. And uh, and speaking of New Hampshire, this fall, Vermin Supreme, I'm helping him organize a pony march. Oh no! From we're going to march from downtown Manchester up Route Three to Concord. On the last day, you can register to vote in or uh, register to run for president in New Hampshire. And I really, really, really hope Joe Biden gets a Democratic uh, nominee because we are going to have so much fun trolling Joe Biden. I do not want him touching my pony's mane. I don't want him sniffing my pony's mane. You leave my little pony alone, Joe Biden. Caressing We're going to have a great time with him. <laughs> Rubbing it on his buttocks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's always a fun time up here in New Hampshire when the presidential candidates come through. But these Democratic candidates, I mean, it, I, they have a difficult line to to walk here because on one hand... Well, if you're, uh, you know, what you're saying is just nonsense and you just kind of like, you know, pulling the party line and you're trying to like, you know, tell women they can't defend themselves without saying, hey, women, you can't defend yourself because allegedly women are like this huge base for the Democratic Party. You've got to come up with BS, and that's all they do. Women are more likely to vote for Democrat than they are Republican. Not to say that there aren't plenty of women who vote Republican. It's uh, always interesting to, when they try to you know, break that down you know, uh, along lines. I mean, more than 40% of women are going to vote Republican this go-around. Let's go to Ferris calling in from New York. Ferris, you're on Free Talk Live. It's actually Paris. Paris, uh, pardon me. I should have I my reading okay, glasses Mark, on. How are you? That's okay. How are you, Mark, today? All's, all's well. Good. So I really wanted to ask you and Ian's opinion, but I hear he's not there tonight. I just want to ask, what do you think about assisted suicide? Well, what do I think about assisted suicide? Yeah, what what would be your opinion on that? Do you think it's a crime? Do you think that um, people should have the right, the freedom to assist somebody if they choose, if they deem it necessary? Like, I, I don't agree with it. It's almost like I don't agree with the death penalty, but... Um, so I was watching this story about a guy whose wife was uh, 
diagnosed with cancer, and she tried to kill herself a number of times, and she was unsuccessful, and she was afraid that if she shot herself that she would flinch and still live. So he assisted yep. her with killing herself. Okay. Um, do you I, agree with that? Go ahead. Yeah, so... There was recently a case in, I think it was Holland, where a young lady had been sexually molested and was uh, dealt with depression, and, and she was the first person. She was under the age of 18. She was the first person under the age of 18 that had uh, gotten euthanasia for mental health issues. And, you know, here you have this perfectly functional human being whose, you know, mind is, is – she's unhappy, basically. Right. and. That's I find to I find that to be very very sad. I would not, however, stop somebody who is ill from making you know setting their affairs in order and making the best choice for what they consider themselves and their family. I would feel bad if I saw a young adult kill themselves over mental health issues. I find that to be um, demoralizing. Paris? Yeah, well, the mental health issues. I think I agree with you on that one. But if the person was diagnosed and had a, you know, was really ill. So I think the lady had Lyme disease that made her chemo really hard on her. And he was saying that she was miserable. So she tried to take a lot of Ambien and kill herself. It didn't work. So this time she wanted to shoot herself to make sure that she was successful. Um, If it was that, if it was that detrimental and you knew that, you know, the unforeseen. Yeah. I'm sure that Ian would say the same thing. Yeah. What do you think he'd say? You say I'm pretty sure he'd, he'd agree, agree with us. With... Yeah, free talk life. He would agree with the... Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. As in freedom, I got an article here, and it's not every day that we read articles from Patrick J. Buchanan. Are you folks uh, familiar with this uh, he, this guy? He's still alive. Yeah, Pat Buchanan. He he actually won the presidential nomination for New Hampshire. Um, I I think it was against McCain several years ago. My uh, my dad liked him back in the day because yeah. he had an actual plan. To pay off the national debt, and then after my dad, I remember he was talking about this at a John Birch Society meeting when I was a kid, and he was like, "You can't." And the guy's like, "But the national debt's impossible to pay off. The money has been created out of nothing, and there's nothing that can replace this. Nothing, money. It's all nothing. There is. It's just. It's just all. It's all nothing. And it's just numbers that were created out of thin air, and." I remember that was one of the first times I really wrapped my head around fractional reserve banking and the idea that the, the debt cannot really be paid off unless the gov- you know the president was to you know, actually mint like you know 
a $22 trillion, you know, one ounce, you know, whatever, and then say, you know, but it's just, you know, (laughs) it's all a facade. Right. The U.S. Mint could potentially mint a coin uh, that paid off the debt. Or, you know, if you want to make a $1 trillion coin, you could mint 22 of them and then pay it off to the Federal Reserve. And then the Federal Reserve would be essentially out of business. But functionally, that would be, um, I mean, the money's, there's, I think that the system would still figure it out as things got paid off, but I would at least like to see them try to pay down the debt. And, and that was extent. Pat Buchanan's thing back yeah. in the day. He was like, he literally had a plan, which I can remember my, that was like one, him and Ron Paul who my dad got excited about back in the day. And it was the whole, like, I mean, my dad didn't like the idea that there was going to be an additional 30 cent per gallon fuel tax and Pat Buchanan's plan or whatever, but at least it would needle down this national debt as was a plan to do it to where pretty much every, every other presidential candidate was just, you know, well, we're going to authorize more spending. We'll raise the debt right. ceiling. They don't even talk about the debt. Right. Yeah. They, they, they don't even say anything about the debt because why would they? It's just, they, they just ignore it. And, and Pat you, Buchanan, the, you don't hear the Democrat uh, presidential yeah. candidates candidates talking about how Trump has uh, raised the debt, uh, the U.S. debt at this point. They don't care. They intend to raise it more. And, and Buchanan woke up a lot of people with that, uh, I, I believe, actually talking about paying off the debt like it, it brought it up as an issue. It, people talked about it then. Rand Paul actually has a uh, a system for addressing the debt, and uh, I think just getting it going in the right direction would be really good for the economy. But um, you know, the po- politicians are talking just, about that. I just think telling whoever that debt's owed to, hey, sorry, you screwed up, you invested badly, go to hell, you're done. <laughs> well, you know, correction is coming, and you better get some cryptocurrency because it's it's what's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hurt a lot less if you got a little. I think that's the best attitude for somebody who's not in government to take. But if you're in government, you've kind of said, hey, I'm going to work within this system. I'm going to figure it out. And the best thing to do at that point is to attempt to pay off uh, the debt or pay it down in some way. And Rand Paul's system of, uh, you know, essentially having every bureaucracy, every one of the federal bureaucracies cut their budgets by 1%. I can't imagine that there's any bureaucracy out there that's like, well, everybody's going to die if we cut by 1%. Good. Kill all those parasites. <laughs> Just know? cut them right off. I mean, yeah, if you're the parasite who sucks off the lifeblood of the host, you know, the American taxpayer, yeah, you are anti-freedom. You you, you don't want, you, you need more debt to happen. And, you know, this debt spiral thing is just... Is, it's an engineered mess is all it is. And all they have to do is cut 1% every year for five years, I think is what it is. And that's a, you know, it's not much, but it'll address the debt issued to far more than any other politician has bothered to up to this point. So how I much think, would that pay it off if they did that? I have to pull that up. It's called the one penny plan. And, um, well, let me see if I can look it up here. Um, so yeah, right. one, one penny plan. Uh, this is the first time hearing about it. But the the thing is, is it's like, you know, people are being forced to service interest on this debt that is literally over 100 years old interest is being serviced right now uh, in the form of income tax payments is, is what is going on. And, hey, if you hold United States debt, you, you made a bad choice. And I, and I think that you should lose that. That debt should become worthless. I mean, you should lose it. Now, I don't think Rand Paul can take all the credit for this, but uh, here it is from his website, uh, paul.senate.gov. 
Today, U.S. Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky from uh, Republican from Kentucky, chairman of the Federal Spending Oversight and Emergency Management Subcommittee for the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, introduced his pennies plan, federal budget, to get Washington spending under control and make it more efficient and effective steward of the American people's tax dollars. A balanced federal budget isn't a pie-in-the-sky dream or empty rhetoric. Once again, I'm introducing a concrete plan that is achievable and allows Congress maximum flexibility to prioritize spending. It leads the way towards fiscal responsibility and an even stronger economy and a future of uh, opportunity for American people. As spending and debt continue to skyrocket, Dr. Paul's budget simply states that for every on-budget dollar the federal government spent in fiscal, fiscal year 2019, it spends two pennies fewer, so I guess it's two pennies fewer, a year to uh, cut 2% per year for the next five years, at which point balance is reached, with spending then growing at 2% for five years after. Um, so all he's saying is is that the government agencies have to take a cut of 2% in their budgets for the next five years, and then they can grow, but only by 2% for the five years afterwards, and that that will address at the very least, the deficit, not the debt, the deficit. So the deficit means that the debt grows every year. Right. As opposed to the uh, the debt itself, which is probably never going away, as we've uh, we've talked about here. And I think what's most con- disconcerting about that is, is I, I, I can easily and fairly say half of the federal debt is war spending. And mm-hmm. it goes back a long time. The ballot, the budget hasn't been balanced since Andrew Jackson. That was before the American Civil War. United States taxpayers continue to pay interest on the American Civil War because they've never balanced this budget since then. And that, I mean, it's stunning. When I say that you're leaving this debt for your grandchildren, that's optimistic. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Who was it in the Jackson, you know, the, whoever came after Andrew Jackson, sorry, I don't know all my presidents in order, uh, whoever came after Andrew Jackson, I mean, how many generations have there been of my family since then? And they left it for me to address. Lucky you. Yeah. Andrew Jackson killed the bank. <laughs> well, well, he got, arguably was the closest to balancing the bu- budget and, and ridding us of debt and all that stuff. So, you know, say what you want about him. My kid's named Jackson for a reason. Okay, but I, I, you know, all I can say is those ancestors, you know, my grandparents, my great grandparents, I guess great great grandparents is screw you people. Who the hell do you think you are having left your mess for me to clean up? You wanted to, you know, you wanted to spend, 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 but you don't want to pay, pay, pay. This is why. This government, and frankly, all of them that operate under these systems, and best I can tell, that's all of them, they're doomed. I they, like Ron Paul's plan for the debt a lot better. And that was, that? that was quite simply, if the Constitution for the United States of America doesn't allow it to happen, then the federal government should not be doing it. It should cease immediately. It should stop right now. Agreed. So that would immediately cut spending dramatically. And at that point, they could they could argue about uh, military spending and, and that sort of thing. I mean, the Navy is constitutional. The Army gets uh, reappropriated every two years. So, well, that's uh, – although it has been reappropriated every two years, it tends to go down. Right after World War II, 
and military spending plummeted after during the Clinton administration when he wasn't having quite so many troubles. You know, spending went down. Then, of course, there's the whole Bosnian thing, and well, he had to bomb a aspirin factory when he got caught uh, with Monica. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. 855-450-3733. Free, as in freedom. I want to tell you about my magic mud. I love this to oral care product. It's can't call it a toothpaste because it's not. It's a it's a black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. And that sounds really odd until you start reading the ingredients on your toothpaste. At which point, at the very least, I can pronounce clay and coconut. Uh, clinically proven to whiten teeth, it absolutely does. Uh, if you brush your teeth with my magic mud for four days. And this is the black tooth powder. They do have several other oral care products there, and they're great. But the one that's close to my heart is the black tooth powder, the original My Magic Mud. Not not just because it whitens teeth, and I do use it every, uh, you know, you use it between every four and seven days, and it's great at this point. Once you've gone four days using it, then you don't need to use it uh, every day after that. You shouldn't use it every day after that. But it's, uh, you know, they've got lots of other products that you can use. I find that it gets my teeth just plain old cleaner. So, um, Angie, have you used My Magic Mud? I have used it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. The only thing I found was that it doesn't say anything about brushing your gums <laughs> and that that can make them bleed. But, yes. yeah, we use it and we have the toothpaste. Be careful of the gums. <laughs> that we use daily now, which is by My Magic Mud. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I've never had any problems with my gums, but then again, you know, yep. well, I haven't. We, specific- you know, we really went to town because, you know, we had no idea. Right. But we learned very quick. <laughs> there you go. Uh, go to MyMagicMud.com. Now, you can get it at most major health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, and Walmart's Natural Beauty Aisle. And it's a great product, and you should pick it up if you see it there. However, if you're listening to what I'm saying and you're you're motivated, and you should be, because if you listen to nothing else I say, get this product. It's great. But go to MyMagicMud.com, use coupon code FTL20, and get 20% off with that coupon code FTL20. It's uh, it's it's a real bargain. I you're, you're, I mean I think it's thirteen bucks for a jar of this stuff. Uh, I re- highly recommend it. MyMagicMud.com coupon code FTL twenty. And a jar lasts forever. Yes, it keeps going. Yeah, till you spill it. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, don't sneeze. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, and, and it's everywhere. I, I like to use it in the shower. You know, I'd put a little on toothbrush and step in the shower because, I mean, if it just gets any on anything that's white, yeah, you it's, cannot it's done. sort of spit it out the right. way you might other toothpaste no. because toothpaste foam is foamy and white. My Magic Mud is black and messy. Yep. You want to uh, get really close to the drain. What I do is, is if I haven't recently taken my high blood pressure medication, um, then I simply swallow it. Okay. And... 
it's, you know, no particular problem with swallowing it because it binds to things. If it's binding to medication, that's bad because the medication then becomes inert and ineffective. But if it's binding to, I don't know, my pizza or whatever the heck I just ate, no big deal. I need a little binding going on with uh, the pepperoni mushroom pie that I just had. Bentonite clay is really, really beneficial stuff for uh, our health. When I worked at the dairy operation in Colorado, we would actually mix bentonite clay with the feed. And what it would do is, because uh, in a dairy operation, especially one that had like 4,000 cows, is really hard for quality control of the feed to be up to par. Yep. So the bentonite clay was put in there, and I think we would put like a 50-pound bag. In, and bentonite clay is very, very light. Like a 50-pound bag is like Big. twice the size of like a you know 40-pound dog food bag. Yeah. It's very light. And so we'd put like that into like, you know, I don't know. 10 tons of feed or something. I, I don't remember the exact ratios, but it was it was one of the ingredients that was like not much was put in per weight. But what it does is it bonds to mold acklins that are spe- specific to alfalfa and that grow from alfalfa getting wet. Yep. And when the alfalfa gets wet, this mold acklin gets in, gets in there and this this particular mold will latch to the side of the gut of the cow and cause impactions. Well, when you start having impacted cows, somebody didn't put the bentonite clay in the feed, and cows can die from that. But it's a bad day at the dairy when uh, milk the cows are impacted. Uh, milk no production doubt. goes down. You got the vet with six or seven, and you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You right. know, uh, but it is everybody uh, just wants their ice cream. They have no idea what this is all about. <laughs> but uh, it's the clay reality is is, is very important <laughs> for large scale dairy operations. Right? No, no bentonite clay. No ice cream. Just (laughs) remember that, ladies and gentlemen. So going on with Ron Paul's pennies plan here, uh, where he suggests cutting 2% from every federal agency cuts 2% for five years. No big deal. And then the five years after that, they can grow by 2%. So he's not telling them that they can't, uh, that they're going to have to live on, live lean forever, but pretty much... The way I understand waste in government, I kind of feel like, yeah, they could handle that. They could handle a 2% cut. I think that would be great. I'm sure their budgets are way overinflated. Right. They certainly expected American families to live on a lot less back during the economic downturn when they were bailing out their banker friends. Well, right now, inflation is going crazy and, you know, rates are not going up interest or not interest rates, but minimum wage is not going up. We're not making a ton more money and everything's getting more expensive. Ball, uh, Dr. Paul's budget reforms uh, reforms Congress's reconciliation and budget process, all without making any changes to Social Security, and includes instructions that would help pave the way for making the middle class tax cuts permanent and further expanding access to health savings accounts. You can find more background on Paul's uh, budget, Dr. Paul's budget below, and you can read his budget here. So some of the things it does is it reduces spending by. billion in fiscal year 20, um, and that's the next one coming, and by $11.3 trillion over 10 years relative to the baseline, total spending still increases by 18% over the 10-year window. Only in Washington could an 18.2% increase be characterized as a cut. Balances without making it balances the budget without making any changes to Social Security and makes no specific policy assumptions. All the savings are reflected in a new budget function. Function, um, you know, number nine thirty. Uh, this budget allows 
a goal of balance and then calls on Congress to use the tools provided to make the changes in law needed to achieve that objective. So it's not saying we hate uh, the Department of Education or we hate the military or we hate anybody. It's saying everybody's got to make a cut. As policy debates uh, debates present diametrically opposed visions of our country's future, Dr. Paul's budget establishes a sense of Congress uh, that that the United States will not be a socialist nation, provides reconciliation um, instructions to the Senate Finance Committee to make middle-class tax relief permanent, creates a reserve fund to allow for expansion of health savings accounts. And I think this is really important. Rather than talking about how Americans are going to get free health care or whatever, you don't even hear about health savings accounts anymore. Mm-mm. These were the, the way that people could avoid high insurance rates previously and well we use them to some some success at our at our house the number is 855-450-3733 i just wanted to read this pennies plan because balancing the federal budget is not hard there's just no will for it in washington dc free talk live 855-450-3733 it's 855-450 free I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at Edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, Edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. 855-450-3733. It's 855 855- 450 free here on Free Talk Live. Want to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. Got to see our uh, good friend Ernest Hancock at the Porcupine Freedom Festival here very recently. And he's got a website, and that website I think is the best news aggregation site out there. It is the best one for me. It's a liberty-oriented news aggregation site, and if you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up-to-date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms, with an S, phoenix.com, freedomsphoenix.com, and look, I can't spell phoenix either. Just go to your search engine and type in Freedoms Phoenix. Do your best. It'll help you. Freedomsphoenix.com. Uh, yeah, it's a great site. So I was going to read this story before we uh, got sidetracked with uh, the Ron Paul pennies plan. But the story is from uh, Patrick Buchanan writing here, or at least uh, printed here. I doubt he was writing for antiwar.com, but nonetheless, he is uh, printed here at antiwar.com. This is where I saw it. Trump, war president or anti-interventionist? Patrick J. Buchanan, writing on uh, June the 25th, just yesterday. Visualizing 150 Iranian dead from a missile strike that he had, or- had ordered, 
President Donald Trump recoiled and canceled the strike. A brave decision and defining moment for his presidency. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, Vice President Mike Pence had signed off on the strike on Iran as the uh, right response to Tehran's Tehran's shot shootdown of a U.S. Global Hawk spy plane over the Gulf of Oman. These men were ready to kill people over their broken robot. The U.S. claims the drone was over international waters. Um, the Tehran says it was in Iranian territory. But while the loss of a $100 million drone is no small matter, no American pilot was lost. And retaliating by killing 150 Iranians would appear to be a disproportionate response. And I'm really, really glad Trump took this stand. He said 150 dead Iranians is not worth a $100 million broken robot. Sounds like a... Uh Gulf of Tonkin incident, how do we know that the United States didn't shoot this drone down just so they could say? Because this is what sparked off, I believe, what is the Vietnam War, the Gulf of Tonkin, where they parked it some Navy ship out there and they blew it up and said the Koreans did it? Well, while um, that's there's certainly no shortage of uh, situations that have uh, started wars that are quite dubious, in this case, the Iranians were crowing about uh, taking down the drone. The question is... Whether and where it was taken down, not uh, who took it down. In this case, the Iranians definitely took it down. But where did they take it down? It matters where it was. And let's not forget. I mean, how dare Iran put their country right next to a whole bunch of American Air Force bases? Those bastards. The um, and here's another thing to, to to remember. It's not like. It's impossible for the United States to somehow be in the wrong location. I mean, it would be shocking, I think, for many Americans to realize that the United States at one point, not too distant past, 1988, had a ship stray into Iranian waters and shoot down an Iranian passenger jet, killing hundreds of people. I remember that. That's... What the sort of thing that can happen here? I mean, you don't want to just rush off. Up, oh, they blew up our robot today, and tomorrow we're going to bomb them. You want to be really sure that you're right about things. And first off, it's not worth bombing anybody over a broken uh, drone. I mean, this is a spy plane, after all. Even yeah. if it was in international waters, what was it doing? It's the whole point of sending unmanned drones into you know doing things where they might get blown up. I'm believe me, if uh, you know, I've got. I have a friend of mine who used to fly U-2s. Uh, these are uh, spy planes. Uh, they, he took pictures. And he would fly outside of certain uh, hostile countries' airspace and take pictures with very pow- powerful cameras inside their, their airspace, inside their country. I def- definitely don't want him getting hurt or blown up or anything like that. But, th- I mean, you know, when you're talking about an unmanned drone that's flying around out there taking pictures of... Iran, no wonder they're a little little hostile. So uh, Patrick Buchanan goes on, good for Trump. Yet all weekend he was berated for chickening out and imitating President Barack Obama. U.S. credibility, it was said, was has taken a big hit and must be restored by military action. By canceling the strike, the president also sent a message to Iran. We're ready to negotiate. Yet given the, recon- uh, the reconcilable, irreconcilable character of our classing, clashing demands, it's hard to see how the U.S. and Iran get off this road that we're on, at the end of which a military collision 
seems almost certain. Consider the respective demands. So, yeah, I mean, when the United States negotiates with Iran, it's not much of a negotiation. It's just a, hey, you're going to do what we say or else. You're going to use those U.S. dollars and you're going to like it. No Bitcoin or gold for you. Monday, the president tweeted, the U.S. request for Iran is very simple. No nuclear weapons and no further sponsoring of terror. But Iran has no nuclear weapons. It has never had a nuclear weapon and has never even produced a a bomb-grade uranium. According to our own intelligence agencies in 2007 and 2011, Tehran did not even have a nuclear weapons program. Under the 2015 nuclear deal, the JCPOA, the only way Iran could have a nuclear weapons program would be in secret, outside of its known nuclear facilities, all of which are under constant UN inspection. Where is the evidence that any such secret program exists? And if it does, why does America not tell the world where Iran's secret nuclear facilities are located and demand immediate inspections? Iran needs nuclear bombs. So it's the only deterrent so you don't get bombed by the United States, as far as I'm concerned. At this point, the U.N. Um, and the United States has not been able to produce one shred of evidence that, the, that Iran has a nuclear weapon. Maybe they should, you know, it's uh, granted nations that have nuclear weapons don't get invaded by the United States. Uh, so what does uh, no further sponsoring of terror, Trump said? What does that mean? As the mayor, major Shiite power in a Middle East divided between Sunni and Shiite uh, the Iran uh, Iran backs the Houthi rebels in Yemen's civil war, Shiite Hezbollah in Lebanon, Alawite Bashir Assad in uh, Syria, and the Shiite militias in Iraq who helped us stop ISIS's drive to Baghdad. In his 12 demands, Pompeo virtually insisted that Iran abandon these allies and capitulate to their Sunni adversaries and rivals. And I don't think any American out there is like really has an opinion between Sunnis and Shiites. I don't think most Americans listening to me, and by most I mean in the high ninety percent, can tell you can tell me a difference between Shiites and Sunnis. I can't tell you. Oh, I I know. I, I'm glad you do because I'm going to have to Google any answer you give me. I have no clue. If you're not a Sunni, you ain't Shiite. <laughs> I think that's probably the answer that most Americans will give. <laughs> so, going on here, uh, let's see. In his 12 de- demands, Pompeo virtually insisted Iran abandon these allies, capitulate to their Sunni adversaries and rivals, and it's not going to happen. Yet, if these demands are non-negotiable to be backed up by sanctions severe enough to choke Iran's economy to death... We will be headed for war. So, Americans, if somebody told you that you had a foreign power, a foreign power of a, of a foreign religion, told you you had to give up your religion and bow to some other religion, how are you going to take that? I imagine you'd be ready to fight. Do you think Iranians are less human than you are? Do you think they're less likely to want to fight? Would they be less likely to sacrifice themselves for their religion? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live.
Live. Final segment. We might be able to squeeze you in if you call in now. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Want to tell you about the AMP program. Excuse me. Got off mic there for a second there. Trying to put on my glasses and pull up the piece of paper. Tell you about the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. And I want to thank Sean Sullivan, who's a silver amplifier. Silver amplifiers give $5 a month to the AMP program. And you can, too. You go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's the cost of, I don't know, like one of those fancy coffees. And you can really, you, you can um, you can afford it, I'm sh- pretty sure. And with that money, we put it together with the other amplifiers. And we grow our audience. We're on more than 200 radio stations. And that's a phenomenal thing to be able to say for people with such outlandishly marginal political views like we have here on Free Talk Live. You can help us reach more people with the ideas of peace, freedom, and personal responsibility by simply going to amp.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. Thanks, Sean. Let's go to the phones. We've got David calling in from New Mexico. Ian, can you help me with the phone here? Uh, board up. Turn on, David. I'm uh, stuck here on the, uh, the, the, the... Okay, David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, all these things uh, you've been talking about have a common link. Um, first of all, I can't help but note that the, the very first word uttered by a Democratic debater in their little presidential campaign debate... Is that today or right yesterday? Now, today, right now. It's okay. happening right now. It started like an hour ago. The very first word that one, the president, presidential candidate uttered was, So... <laughs> So, like, um, yeah, uh-huh, like, so, anyway, that's the caliber of the people you have. That, that happened to be Elizabeth Warren. Um, but all these, you are talking about guns earlier, and then you're talking about war right now. All of these things are, have a common denominator, a common tie, and, that, and that's that uh, the, ha, have you noticed, and this is the attitude that, or the position that I operate under, is the, the United States of America does not exist. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore because it was founded uh, under an agreement, under a charter, under founding documents that are legally binding contract, and the the breaches on those contracts are, are so outrageous that yep. the contract would be deemed breached in, in any legitimate forum, you know, any court of law. But they have you convinced, they, they the powers that be, have you, the people that live in this country, they have you convinced that the the system is still operating uh, under legitimacy. Right. But we've we, right. Ju- we just have these problems. Whereas when we that, break the way- rules, we go to jail. When they break the rules, nothing happens. They fine us for our for their breaking the rules. Right. Like when right. when somebody gets a payoff because the federal government has egregiously broken its rules or the state governments have egregiously broken their rules. They then pay that person off, and then presumably the taxpayers have to foot the bill. So right. when we break the rules, we go to prison. When they break the rules, we pay. It's an the amazing only, setup for perfect. these criminals. Yeah. Yeah. The only solution that I see, um, and I, I, I don't think you should abandon you know, voting and such like that, you know, continue that. However, I don't think that is ever going to work. It's got a very small chance of working. It works a little bit here and a little bit there. 
you know, and maybe ultimately it could. But the, the, the thing that works for sure is what I had discussed with you folks uh, like a week ago or whatever. And, and this isn't new to you. You're doing it. You're Free State Project, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you're, you're, you're doing exactly that. And I had used the examples of Amish and Mormon and uh, those types of groups that had separated. They, 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 they follow the laws of the, the country that they're living in and the state that they're living in, but then they kind of separate themselves and they, and they operate under their own mores, shall we say. Yep. They're, not, they, they don't have, they're not passing laws. And, and I, the, only, the only hope I think that the people have is... To, to do that kind of thing like you're doing uh, and to the point where, you know, when you encounter a police officer, you say, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lawful orders. I'll follow your law. But you know what? We don't want you. We don't need you. Um, as soon as you can, please get out of my space um, and please quit your job. You know, go find a private security job if you like doing police work and get out of my face. And, and then you know, uh, set up within your own group, you know, that you, you take care of your own roads and you take care of your own everything as much as you can so that you don't even, you don't need the government that's in place you know they come along and still have control over you that you don't want right. but every time that you encounter them you you remind them you know you go to the DMV hey you know what um, you're imposing on me you know you're you, please quit your job go get a real job stop working for the government you're a loser we don't we don't need you we don't want you david and, when and, i and, posted here very recently on the free talk live facebook page uh, you know a meme that's talking about taxation being theft and i believe that free talk live may have been the the little little spark that uh, lit that because i before taxation is theft came out as a meme i had just printed up some t-shirts just a few months before that taxes are theft on one side and free talk live on the other and um you know the then the meme took off maybe that's related maybe it's completely unrelated i don't know anyway we put up some meme that um, you know mentioned this and you know they came out of the woodwork they're very angry right now they got to get trump out of office so uh you know they're 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 ready to fight over anything but I, I mean, they called they called me a child. Presumably, I mean, I posted the meme, so I presume when they call it, uh, you know, say say that somebody's a child for saying this, they're calling me a forty eight year old guy who manages to provide for his family without having to beg, borrow, and steal, like these people. I presume have to, and they and call I, me a child. And David, I agree with you. This is uh, good activism, letting these uh, parasites know that they're parasites. I'm going to go pay the property taxes on my land that I think I own that looks like I rent from the state, and I'm going to tell the tax collector orally and in writing that I am paying these paying these property taxes under threat, duress, and coercion, and that I'm going to let them know that I do not consent to being governed, and I'm also going to ask them questions. How did you get the authority to own this land? How can I own it? Can you tell me how I can own it? Can I pay off some lien or something that put these property taxes on? I got a whole bunch of questions for them. But if people would go pay their taxes or fines or penalties or parking tickets or whatever, uh, you know, the government is, you know, use whatever instrument of extortion the government is using at that very moment, let that individual who you're paying it to, like when I go pay the property tax to the tax collector, I will inform that tax collector that they are extorting money from me because i am very aware you just google j noon property tax and there is all kinds of videos and i was removed literally by a swat team from my house uh about seven eight years ago maybe and um 
And I don't want that happening again. So I am going to pay the extortion. Just want to know that it's extortion. But I want, I them, want to them to know it. <laughs> and yeah, and and but re- also remember the the legal talk that like that is great. But remind them on a personal individual level. You know, hey. Uh, when you work for the government, you're a parasite loser. Isn't there some other job that you'd like to do that in the private sector that you can quit this job and go do that? And then you need to, we, we uh, and I put my money where my mouth is, you need to back out of the system, you know, group yes. together and back out of the system so that Opt you, out. You're, like, I, I pay 50 bucks a year in property tax, so they're not gouging me very much. And I don't pay any, I don't pay any, I don't pay anything else. There's nothing else that I pay. I, I, my property's paid for. I pay 50 bucks a year tax, and then I just buy things that I need from the private service. And, um, you know, if, you, if anybody wants to rip me on where my revenue comes from, we can go down that avenue. You know, I happen to have sued the government to get my revenue. But anyway, but because of the damage they did to me. But if you, if, uh, but if you're, if you're working a regular job or working for yourself, you can still back out of the system so that you're paying almost nothing in property tax, and then you're not, you're not interacting with the government at, at all in any other fashion right. other than this the, yeah and just this back is out what they say this is what those that uh, say the taxation isn't theft you got here on government roads didn't you you uh you went to a government school didn't you well what if i didn't uh, well, well they, somebody the, did the government yeah actually the government stole the property for the roads. the roads didn't always belong to the government they belonged to the people they were they were common pathways that started out as a single path and then when the wheel was invented then you had a two path and then the government stole that land they they appropriated and took it away it doesn't belong to the government nobody ever you know asked them to take it nobody asked them to to uh to uh, maintain it that was all done by individuals up until the government imposed itself and so they're they're, they're that even that is a false argument on their half that isn't their land they they stole it in the in the first place and well, at this point thanks for the call david appreciate it at this point they consider that they own your land i mean what's the difference between property taxes and an annual rent that you pay to remain on your property the working class cannot retire because they are forced to pay for the retirement of the public sector. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a big tent approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FT and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50. 50 for a discount. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, Almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. 
investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise.